0: W-B-N-E Howdy, yokes! Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, we, we want to build this thing to be as big as it can be, and we want to make more podcasts for you, but we can't do it alone. Seriously, we we can't. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more bacon and eggs, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out the $5 tier. That gets you access to the Hash Browns, which is our bonus show that we do every week, in addition to the Mandalorian and in addition to the regular show. It also gets you access to our Discord server, which is where Ethan and I hang out pretty much all the time. So if you ever want to chat with us, ask us things about the show, ask us anything, or just meet the amazing community that surrounds this podcast, I cannot recommend enough checking out the $5 tier on our Patreon page it allows you entrance into so much extra content and you get to talk to so many people and as an added benefit it really helps ethan and i during these less than easy times Uh, but you can hear all sorts of stuff just by heading to patreon.com bacon and egg and signing up for that five dollar tier we could use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be so thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening Howdy, and welcome back to I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Ed Chill! And today we're buying the rights to a beloved character. Or maybe we're not? So get on the dang horse. And fall off the stage. Because today we're bringing you... Saving Mr. Banks. Even before I get into the scores, all of that, I have a binary review. Okay. I think it's a zero. It's a zero.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. I didn't
0: dislike this movie.
1: No, it's cute. It is a perfectly... We'll talk about this after the script. We Give me give me the this. You know what? Okay. You know what? Okay. Hold on. This movie was directed by John Lee oh, Hancock God. and released on November 29th, 2013, which was twenty three, two thousand 2328 days ago, but like plus a few because we had a little bit of a tiff over when it was released.
0: No, that is actually the Oh, current... that is the
1: right date? Okay. twenty. Yeah. 20, 2, How do you do this every week? 2,328 days ago. On a $35 million budget, made that back at one $107.9 million worldwide. Got a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes critic rating and an 84 audience rating and a 65 on Metacritic. And I'm just going to go because I can't talk apparently. So you're yeah, just you going to can... have to do this one solo and I'm going to yeah. go to
0: sleep. <laughs> yeah no that's i'm ready because you man it's 117.9 million dollars worldwide what did i say you said 107.9
1: you know i it's 117.9 million worldwide what's what's 10 million dollars to a mama jama like you (laughs) um what is what is 50 grand to a mother Fortnite like me could you please remind me (laughs)
0: uh i mean that's how walt disney would have been about 10 million dollars would be about how Jay Z is with fifty grand. How I don't do think that. I tracks? don't think he would.
1: No, I don't think he would have. I, I, don't, I mean, Walt Disney was like It wasn't a penny pincher, but he was like a penny. Uh, you penny know, like saved her. like not a penny saver, like a penny like counter. Like he he would knew where every penny went.
0: I don't think he's gonna blow ten million dollars the way that 50, that Jay Z would blow fifty grand, but I think proportionally that's about the same amount of money.
1: Oh, I have no idea what Walt
0: Disney was worth. I have no idea either. I'm curious. I'm sure none of this information. I, mean, I know gonna... he
1: bought like a huge amount of land in Florida and made a bunch of theme parks and then like died. So I don't know how much he got to like live of that.
0: Okay, I don't think the ten million would have been so nice. It was one point one billion dollars, roughly what his today dollars would have been. Uh, compared to Jay-Z net worth of $1 billion. So $50,000 to Jay-Z is equal to
1: $50,000 to Walt Disney. jay is a billionaire?
0: Uh, Jay-Z net worth $1 billion in 2020. Jay-Z is tied for 1990 on our worldwide list of billionaires with a net worth of $1 billion. Jesus. So with a $1 billion, you could open a bunch of theme parks. That seems like... I mean, like, that makes sense, but it also seems like not
1: enough money. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, I mean, he couldn't stroke. Nobody could stroke a check with a billion dollars right now to build a theme park. You don't think so? No. Not on top of the other expenses you already have from being a billionaire.
0: You don't think, like, Akron, Ohio could use a theme park for a billion dollars? There's already one there, right? That's where like, Cedar Point is. Uh, it's uh, close. You don't think Wichita, Kansas could use a theme park right now?
1: I, nobody can use a theme park right now. Literally, no one is allowed to use a theme park right now. That's Like, true. right now, as we speak about this, no one is allowed to go to the theme parks. They're closed. Disneyland is closed.
0: Yes. As is Disney World. So, your chances of seeing the park
1: with Walt Disney are about, about as good as ever that was one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever made the one where she goes to Walt Disney World no the one where she's like why would I want to go to Walt Disney World with you? And Walt's like, you don't want to go to Walt Disney World with or Walt Disneyland with Walt Disney? He like can't. And Tom Hanks does a great job of this. He cannot fathom somebody not wanting to do this.
0: I mean, that's a that's a pretty cool honor. I would if, if Walt called me up and was like, hey, do you want to go to Disney? World? If if Dan Radcliffe called me up and was like, hey, do you want to go to Universal and check out Harry Potter World, check out Diagonally, <laughs> I would be like, I would yes. I
1: legitimately I would rather go to Harry Potter World with Daniel Radcliffe than Walt Disneyland with, or just, sorry, Disneyland with Walt Disney. I
0: think me and Dan
1: would have more to talk
0: about. I really do. Not because, I I just feel like, like, in my mind, we're closer in age. Although, in this reality, Disney could be any age because he's not living. Yeah, he's not living. He he is
1: deceased. (laughs) Uh... I couldn't like I wouldn't be able to have that conversation.
0: Yeah, I feel like me and Dan would have fun at, at, at diagonally.
1: I just like I don't
0: understand
1: Walt Disney. What don't you understand about Walt Disney? Like he is a, a both an incredible person. He was an incredible person with an incredible imagination who dreamed dreams as big as you can dream and brought them to life and also just like thought Hitler was okay. Is
0: that true? I I really like truthfully I know people say this all the time but like what is the the story here? Cuz like I I've never read anything from like a reliable article that would say this. Basically, this has always been like a random fact generator that's like drink ate spiders, I mean, also I think, Disney was a Nazi empathizer. I
1: think that the, the trick is that he was probably the only rich person that got called out for it.
0: But I like I still don't like is is this genuinely true? I mean, was there like swastikas in the parks that I don't know about? Like we like I, I don't know anything about this. What is the citation? Was, did he say it in an interview? Like, where does this come from? I'm, I'm not, not denying it. I yeah. just don't know.
1: Okay. Well, let's let's do a little research here. All right. I can tell you that P.L. Travers... Fortnite. Hated him.
0: I don't think that the movie we saw... Like, a lot of people said okay, that so this let's, movie yeah, let's, glorifies let's talk about, their relationship. Let's talk
1: about the movie here real quick. I... I am a big fan and always have been of Disney's revisionist history. Like I love Remember the Titans and Miracle and the sports movies they make. Love them. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. love them. But this and I is like one of those... Tarantino's revisionist history. No, but the, Tarantino's also not passing his like <laughs> he doesn't put based on a true story in front of <laughs> you know, in front of Once Upon a time in Hollywood. Um, but this is this is like to me the whole idea of Disney making a movie about walt disney it's like you can't do that you can't like you are not the source that we should trust here
0: right this is very clearly very biased
1: and like i get all based on the true story movies are full of lies some more than others but they're That's all because- full of, they're all full of lies because like there's something uh, uh uh um what was it what was it what was it um the musical about frankie Valley jersey boys jersey boys they had to like they had to take parts out of Frankie Valley's story because it was too sad to be believed. Do you hear that, Ethan? I do. That's a weed whacker, right? That's a weed whacker. A Genuine weed whacker.
0: A genuine weed whacker, man. That's a that's a DeWalt. But they talked they don't about make like a weed they talked that's about a Ryobi.
1: <laughs> Isn't Ryobi uh, electric? That's a
0: who makes that's a Husqvarna. Husqvarna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been a, always been a Cub Cadet man myself.
0: I've been a Ryobi man because I've never had a yard big enough to need gasoline.
1: That's fair. Um, But anyway, yeah, so so, so Jersey Boys, when they were making the musical, they, like, talked to everybody involved about the whole story. And Mm -hmm. so they they pulled out the part where, like, his wife and both of his daughters all died in separate incidents in, like, six months. Brutal. And just made it, like, one of the daughters dying because they were like, people will think it's fake if we tell the true story. Which is wild, so it's like... And I get that, that, you know, it's screenwriters. It's a whole thing. Like, you have to make the best treatment for the source material to turn it into a good movie. This is something that J.K. Rowling used to know about. (laughs) Is that you hire a screenwriter to make the movie. That's what this movie's about. Uh, Yes. Hire a screenwriter to make... Screenwriter... (laughs) I'll tell you what about this movie. This cast... Because this is this is a story that sort of irritates me, for sure. This whole Walt Disney, P.L. Travers thing sort of irritates me the way they told it. But, like, this cast is not fair. It is such a good collection of people playing a good collection of characters that, like... This is a perfectly serviceable, cute movie. You're, like, you're, you're yes. watching it and you're like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, I hate no, watching I, Colin Farrell be a jerk to his daughter. That sucks.
0: He's not even being a jerk to his daughter. He's like... It's like he's not actively being a jerk to where he's just succumbing to alcoholism. And that sucks.
1: Yeah. And it's just it's like, I love Colin Farrell in everything. I completely
0: forgot that whole storyline of this movie just for a second. Just so you're aware.
1: Yeah. They don't do a, a great job of stringing those two things together. I mean, they do at the end, but like they don't
0: here's what here's what's missing is they hint at it a few times but they don't do a good enough it's it's a quick shot that they're missing of a real focus on pl traver's face that makes it look like she's remembering all of this as it's happening because instead what it feels like is like two stories being told in parallel as opposed to like the memories she has of this part of her childhood influence her next decision right or even you you know what i'm saying like it's I don't feel like they're well-connected. Also, I don't feel like it makes any sense to me. Like, I'm happy that they save her dad in Mary Poppins, uh, but I... I don't think this film does a good enough job of making me feel like the aunt was Mary Poppins. Because she wasn't. And that she... Right.
1: That's completely
0: fabricated. Really?
1: Yeah. The aunt... It was a different aunt. And, like, in reality, the aunt that came actually did suck. And, like, her dad probably had, like, justified reasons for not liking her very much. Right. And she wasn't just this glorious, wonderful woman that came in and saved the day and whatever. And you should really watch Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. I've never seen Mary Poppins. Yeah. It is so (laughs) weird that we are covering this in this order. But you should really watch Mary Poppins. All this movie made me want to do, is watch Mary Poppins and I haven't seen it in what's today April 14th 2020 like probably 15 years I'm 27 yeah 15 years that sounds about right I
0: think 12 year old Ethan was they... a big Mary Mary Poppins oh, fan. I
1: I loved this movie Mary Poppins. really yeah no, loved it really I used See, to know I... all the songs off by heart completely Mary Poppins
0: falls into a history of uh film where the songs and the voices just don't the the timbre with which people spoke it's that like oh dear you know what i'm saying i mean you probably stop hearing it after you watch a little too much but it's like an it's an accessibility thing for me i just can't get into it
1: man boy howdy was this movie was mary poppins easier to deal with the timbre of the voices than most movie musicals made before mary poppins I'm sure. Jesus Christ, was this one refreshing?
0: <laughs> I'm sure, but... And, and I understand that the Mary Poppins film is very good. My niece loves it very much. Um, I told her I'd watch it with her, and then we got like 10 minutes in. So I've seen... I mean, I've so, seen bits and pieces of it. I'm familiar with the movie. Let me just
1: put a... Like a... Just sort of a thing... On all of this. I don't know what the. I can't. I don't have words tonight. It's bad. Okay. Just bad talk. I talk bad yeah. today. Bad talk for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in. So I believe Mary Poppins was made in 1962.
0: Really? I would I have said 40 something.
1: Nope. 64. Hmm.
0: It shows how much I know.
1: It could be our new oldest movie. Yeah, 1964. It was released in 1952. They made the movie "Singing in the Rain," which is a movie musical starring Gene Kelly and uh, and 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 Debbie Reynolds. And that is a movie made in 1952 about how much movie musicals made before then sucked.
0: <laughs> so, like,
1: believe me when I tell you that when you are talking about like not being able to deal with the 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 timbre of the voices and and do you know what I'm and, talking and about? about Dyke, oh, right along now. Oh, run right along now, dear. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? I don't about, think right? you know what Mary Poppins sounds like. Well, I know there's the the chim
0: Chimmery guy. There,
1: yeah, there's Dick Van Dyke doing an absolutely awful Cockney accent. That wasn't exactly like a, a style of the day thing, though. That was a bad choice. Oh. That was like an out of left field sort of. And it, and it says this in the in the movie. Even even the the fictionalized version of P. L. Travers that abhors everything about the way they're doing this is like Dick, really? Dick Van Dyke, really? This guy, really?
0: But she hates everything, though. I mean, they could have they could have gotten anybody. They could have gotten Pavarotti, and she would have hated him.
1: Yeah, probably. But anyway, yeah, so uh, believe me when I tell you that movie musicals get a lot worse and a lot harder to deal with than Mary Poppins was. We're talking like, ni- they've been doing musicals since they've been doing movies. Like, we're talking like 1920s. Well,
0: yeah, uh, uh
1: Wizard of Oz's musical. That was 39. Really? I thought yep. That was 29. No, during the Great Depression, because the Dust Bowl happened in the movie. I don't know, man.
0: This is like, I, like listen there are levels to film study
1: right you know more about star wars than i would ever know or care to know but you are it's not even you are in my turf now (laughs) well (laughs) we are in we are in
0: mixed turf i want to go back to our binary score of a zero why do i feel like you don't need to see this movie ethan did i watch it yes you know why i watched it this was the second time me watching this movie um i've noticed i keep saying i like movies more the second go around i think that's because when you watch it a second time your expectations are so much lower you know exactly what you're getting and if you thought it was only okay the first time and it turns out to be a pretty
1: good movie it's gonna be better the second time so i watched this i have not seen this movie in which this movie is older than i could have possibly given it credit for
0: I thought 2016.
1: Because at some point I aged more than I thought I did. I watched this movie and I still have the MP4 copy... That Hunter Wells downloaded and put on my external hard drive when you and I lived in Rappahannock River Hall. That was six years ago. No, we might have lived in Jr. To tell you the truth, six years
0: ago it was 2013. He he would have gotten it like
1: 2013, yeah. He, he downloaded it, it like
0: a bootleg, like a like a screener. You, um, you certainly watched it just now on Netflix, right? I watched it on Disney Plus or on Disney. I mean, but you didn't watch an old screener copy. No,
1: yeah, I know. I watched it on <laughs> Disney Plus because the Netflix app on my Apple TV is like broken right now. Oh, and like every time I try to go into Netflix, it's just like you'll like swipe to the right on the little remote thing and it'll be like no not gonna do that no thank you I,
0: let me let me tell you something right now toothpaste and orange juice from he- heck is the apple tv remote i love it there is nothing i hate more i than love apple it TV so remote. much how on earth could you love it if you think about touching it if you drink a LaCroix croix in the room next to it the apple tv remote will change the video it will fast
1: forward i think your remote's broken no I'm, it's not i think it is
0: no <laughs> Mine oh, works wonderfully. It. It, is, it is the most sensitive thing in the world if you want to like specifically scrub forward or scrub back like a few seconds it's like actually we're gonna go three hours back
1: oh i have no problem with it i much prefer it over like watching a movie on my xbox and trying to scrub with the the triggers oh i would rather watch a movie on my xbox nah dude i love the apple tv i can use my phone if i the, if the remotes on the other side of the room i could just whip my phone out and be like Whoop. now the phone is a
0: really special thing right there
1: Yeah, I love the Apple TV, but the Netflix app on is currently broken, so I pressed the Siri button on the um, Apple TV remote and said, saving Mr. Banks, and it pulled up Disney Plus and just started playing.
0: Lucky for us to find a movie on multiple streaming services.
1: But yeah, I, I also lot agree this is a zero. I don't think there's any reason, like, there's nothing, this story isn't that important. I
0: think, I just feel like, I've never even seen Mary Poppins, but I feel like my time would be better served just watching
1: Mary Poppins. Your time would 100% be better served watching Mary Poppins. This is just like, it's one of those things that, like, I don't care. Like, I actually do care, I and I knew a lot of the details of this story before this movie came out, my mom loved P.L. Travers. Have you read the books? I have read the first... There's, so there's 8 I believe. I read the first 2. I was going to buy them for Olivia. We got the Winnie the
0: Pooh books and I was going to get the They're good. They're the good. They
1: are much better than the Peter Pan Basically, books. Basically
0: I want like all of the series of like, you know.
1: Oh, you broke entirely. Peter Pan books? What did you hear of what I said cuz I lost you entirely.
0: You said they're much better than the Peter Pan books and then I said Peter Pan
1: books? No, what did you say before? Because you said I'm going to I was going to buy them from Olivia, and then I thought you stopped talking. And oh, then... I said
0: I was going to buy them for Olivia because I want to get all of the, like, you know, maybe not classic is the right word, but, like, classic kids' books, yeah. like, series. You know, these, Winnie the Pooh. Well, they yeah, they uh, so there's then... there's
1: Peter Pan books, and they are terrifying. I believe it. Just absolutely horrible, like... like, dystopian fiction for kids. Not, like, in the way of The Hunger Games, just in, like... I was about to say, that's horrible dystopian fiction. Just, like, it's it's like, hey, Kids, I'm gonna tell you about a world that sucks in every way, but you can be transported off by this, you know, demon child from the sewers that kills your parents and makes you grow up with him. Peter. I mean, for, to be to be fair, Walt Disney had a gift for taking these just wackadoo stories and turning them into magical movies. Yeah, look at those Grimm's fairy tales. Those are all absolute bat Fortnite. And they're called Grimm. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, that's just their name. Yeah. Okay. What came first, the Grimm or the egg? I mean, they were German. So I'm sure the German word for grim, like we would think of grim, is probably like "Großnarken." Probably no, no, all all German
0: <laughs> All German listeners, just let us know we nailed that one, and uh, we'll be good yeah, to go. Yeah,
1: German, German, and its Franken words. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like I even,
0: I even like welled up watching this movie because they do they zing you right there at the end. Like it really sells you on, like, oh, she did love the movie. She thought it was great. She liked the kite thing at the end because they saved him.
1: Yeah, that's not why she Is, cried.
0: A- why did she cry? I really don't know.
1: Oh, because she was, and there's I. I... I don't have the actual interview open because I just closed Chrome to see if that would help. Uh, But there's a a video interview that I can link down below uh, where she talked about it. Just basically, she could not stand what they did to her story. Really? Yeah, and it's corroborated like she told a bunch of people because I guess she sent a letter like she saw it a couple times after that and really I guess enjoyed Julie Andrews' performance and sent Walt Disney a letter saying that she really enjoyed Julie Andrews' performance and so since then people have been like oh she really did like it and like I get what she's saying but yeah it's, it, it's corroborated with a bunch of her like writer friends that she was just absolutely floored with the treatment of the movie because most of the interaction that they had in this movie never happened. Really, It was much more of like just a standard business deal where like yes she deferred for a long time a long long time and, like, wasn't really crazy about how much Walt Disney would not leave her alone about selling it to him, but by the time she went to L.A. to work on it, she had already sold him the rights because she needed money. Right, and they they do sort of explore that. I will say... But all of the drama, like, that actually makes the movie up didn't really happen so much. What about the story of her childhood? Is that true? As far as I can tell, yeah. Fairly true. What about Ralph the Driver? Ralph the Driver is an amalgamation of, like, four different people that, like, remembered her coming to L.A. What well, makes for so m- an has, interesting story. It does, for sure. But she definitely did not cry at the end because she loved how much the movie changed and because they saved the image of her father. Because she wrote in her will and testament, her last will and testament before she died in 1996, and again, I can also link the text of this below, that nobody from the Walt Disney Corporation or anybody related to the Sherman Brothers is ever allowed to touch a Mary Poppins book ever again, nor is any... ...of her books allowed to be adapted by an American. Really? Per her will. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's just like a directive and you know, the rights had to be passed on to somebody and that somebody who was passed on to was much more keen to like make some money off the property, which
0: is how how we ended up
1: with a 2018 Emily Blunt sequel. Oh yeah.
0: I totally forgot about that one. Although
1: that sequel is not, I don't think based on one of the books. I think it's an original treatment. Yeah. With Lynn, who did not
0: write the music. He's just in it.
1: Did not write the music, just was in it.
0: That's what I just said.
1: I'm just losing you on Skype, so I don't know what you're saying or not.
0: Let's get back to Mary Poppins Returns or whatever movie this was. Not quite. Uh, From what I understand, this movie was supposed to be better than that. I feel like uh, the reason we also get Walt Disney making a Mary Poppins movie, because this is a 2013 Mary Poppins movie that came out.
1: Yes, but I don't think that this would have gone against. I guess they probably had to wait. They at least had to wait for P.L. Travers to die before they could make this movie. Because I guess you don't have your life rights anymore once you die. I don't know.
0: I also feel like P.L. Travers probably wouldn't have been. Is super jazzed about it like this is like uh the social network where it's just like we're gonna take this person and make them look like a really bad person and they even tell you why she's a bad person but that really to me doesn't excuse it at all like there's no reason for her to just be mean to everybody that she meets right which
1: she wasn't she just didn't want this movie made right she did want it made i'm not talking chew at the same time it's bad audio She wanted the movie made. She just wanted it made her way, but which is a a writer problem for sure. I mean, so precious few actors are able to, I mean, writers are able to just like relinquish that control.
0: I feel like it's a tough thing to get rid of, especially because like, I think like the big thing that I learned from this movie is that P.L. Travers' understanding of the characters and the books that she wrote was like, like almost that she wrote these like tragic stories and then people were reading them and finding them to be enjoyable and lovely. And it was like the, the reader's, and her intentions had absolutely no connection whatsoever, you know.
1: Right, and there's like that—that's the the two schools of thought on books is like well, art in general, like the artist's opinion doesn't matter or it does.
0: Right, and there's this weird moment where you're making a film out of somebody's work of art, and they're still there to like provide input, but it's like I'm making an interpretation. You don't have to be here for this. Or then so. you have
1: you have people like John Green who are like, I'm just going to hang out on the film set and be f- Fortnite jazzed.
0: Yeah, thank you for the money. I hope you don't make my movie bad. I hope that audiences connect with it the way that I connected with it when I wrote it. But if they don't, that's okay too.
1: That's what's so important about John Green is that John Green wrote, I think it was Alaska, wrote a film adaptation, like a script for Alaska and hated it. And was just like, I'm not good at this. Hire somebody whose job this is, please.
0: And they made it a TV show. Show, right, Hulu? yeah, it was really good. But also, like he, you know, uh, he had
1: he had uh, *Fault in Our Stars* adapted, and was just like, "Yeah, tired screenwriter. I don't want anything to do with it." Uh, sure, I'll executive produce. I'll let you know what I thought about stuff when I was writing it. But like, I trust you. you this is a film team. Make a film, please. And they did. And they did. And it was, and it was a great film. And then they did it again and it was bad. Yeah. Paper Town's a bad movie. Just like, it's not It's not even because like, oh, I love the book so much, which I do. It just, if it was just a movie, I wouldn't like it. It wouldn't be just a movie. What do you mean? Like they wouldn't make
0: that if there wasn't a book to base it off oh, of. Oh, sure they would
1: have. That is just like, it's because it's, it's, it's an 80s teen movie made in 2003. Fourteen. Yeah. It's like say anything. It's like the only difference would have been that Quentin would have ridden back to prom on a lawnmower. Like Well, Quentin, I have a hard time believing that she wouldn't just have a phone. The problem with Paper Towns is that Margot is just so Margot all the time. She's so what? Like she wouldn't have a phone because she's an impossible character. She goes a step beyond Manic Pixie Dream Girl to being like just absolute like white whale status.
0: Oh yeah, she could never exist. No, never. I didn't like Margot. Uh I didn't like PL Travers either while we're on the top. No you're not supposed to either. She's a
1: villain in this movie Yeah I, like, She's even the, the one the... She's the one who gets her heart calmed By nice mouse guy
0: Yeah happy mouse man When he's Disney... like Because he
1: even says a thing He's like does that whole, I was just a guy with a with drawing of a mouse. I never would have given him up. That mouse is family. And Tom Hanks does such a good job with that. But it's like, it's you can just see him being like, no, Walt Disney's a good guy. He wants to make a movie that you liked.
0: Yeah, but he did that scene. And at that moment, I was like, oh, so this is irredeemable. She doesn't want to sell it to you and you want to force her to.
1: Yeah, like that was what I got out of it as well. That is not what like anybody else got out of it.
0: Uh, yeah, I watched that scene and I was like, you need to stop. You know yeah, what she's I, I for sure. Through. I
1: for sure thought I was remembering it wrong and it was going to be this great story of Walt Disney going coming back and being like and which he does he's like trust me with your story
0: yeah that's a good scene where he like flies to Europe no even before that where he's like I get it you know but even still when when he has that scene and she like blows up on him about the penguins for being like you said it wasn't animated like truthfully I, there's no redemption for him after that Mm-mm. and like they paint the story to be about him, like
1: they wrote the thing about their idol because there's a certain subset of people who will i'm not, and i'm not listeners i love you dearly there is a certain group of people out there who will just believe whatever Disney says to them.
0: But that's that's my thing is you can believe whatever Disney says in their own story. They give me an unredeemable moment for Walt Disney.
1: But that's what it is. It's not unredeemable to everybody because they're bought into him being the good guy. Okay. You're looking at it outside of your, your Disney love. You're looking at it as like a movie. This isn't a movie. This is a Disney movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a Walt Disney presents Walt Disney's a good guy.
1: Right. Which is what I was saying <laughs> earlier. I don't feel like Walt Disney gets to make this movie. Like- right. Right. That is that is some confirmation bias. If the social yeah. network is made by Facebook pictures, people would have had a problem <laughs> with it.
0: Harvard genius gives everybody a million dollars.
1: You <laughs> know, helps all his buddies become billionaires. Yeah, a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? Giving everybody in America a million dollars. You don't make it to five hundred million friends without giving away five hundred billion dollars. Yeah. But They would have been like, Facebook would have been like, in, in 2009, Mark Zuckerberg gave one-third of the U.S. population one million dollars each. And people would be sitting there in the theaters going, I didn't get a million dollars. And looking around, like, starting a new Hunger Games. Was it... When, like, that mother... Was Fortnite... Down there got a million dollars from Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't get my million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly
0: right. Like, Facebook pictures could never present that because they don't have a film it's just, studio. Well,
1: that's not even why. It's like... <laughs>
0: That's not what I'm but saying. Have you, have you seen Mark's videos that he posts on Facebook every so often? It'll like hop on and be like, no. What's up, Facebook Live? And then it'll just be like in his
1: backyard grilling. It's like the weirdest thing in the world. Every, here's my bold take about people who create things. Everybody who creates something, like makes a tech startup and makes it popular, should then be immediately forced to sell it. Why? Because creators are bad. Like, having the creator around is only bad. <laughs>
0: Mark's a great guy he's not though he's like decidedly a bad guy
1: everybody that's the thing I love about the social network is they don't paint anybody with a nice brush no they're all evil yeah they're like these people sucked and they scam people to get money
0: but this is what Disney did is they made like they stole P.L. Travers story and then they like make a movie
1: about how salty she was about it right uh, and I get Like like I said There's two schools of thought It's like On one hand What the artist it, it, She sold her rights The the, the nitty gritty of it Is that Disney can tell the story However they want Because she sold them The rights to this story Yes Which is the reality of IP Yeah internet, Intellectual property But <laughs> the the content the, not the contests the um conditions she put on it on the movie being made were real like that part is true that it wasn't they couldn't be animated and whatever the other thing she said was i cannot remember now even though i watched it an hour ago
0: does it have the color red in it did that happen no oh, was that, that was just like i a... mean
1: i mean that happened in the movie but like I, I i don't know if it happened in real life but that was a test in the movie that was her like just being a jerk in the movie
0: okay that's what i thought but i also was like i don't know i know that mary poppins wears a lot of black for somebody so jolly i don't think she wears any black her, like, whole outfit is black. Is it black? That was blue. Whatever. It's not pink. She wears a... Uh, uh, she spends, like,
1: half the movie in a red jacket.
0: Does she? I don't know. Do you think I've seen that? It's not animated. It is partially animated. I know. I've I, Like I said, I've seen bits and pieces. I know there's Dancing penguins.
1: Yeah, she wears a lot of blue. She wears a red bow tie. Oh, she does. You're right. I knew that. And, yeah, you definitely see P.L. Travers in this movie being just an absolute jerk for no reason to like random people and with and they, a lot of they situations paint the we story don't
0: know they paint the story of her dad I, like I still don't Get the connection between like Australian kid in rural England to like uptight terrible person, terribly mean person, or terribly short sighted person.
1: Because the connection's not real.
0: But I mean, did she really have this tragic childhood and this wonderful fa- father, or was that? No, like, she
1: had a, she had an alcoholic father. He wasn't wonderful. Well, okay, he wasn't wonderful like, in the movie either.
0: <laughs> he was for like the first half.
1: No, he was nice. He was—I don't think he was ever not nice to her. Yeah, she remembers him as she remembers him as a troubled man that works hard but is kind. Yes, and they painted him in the movie. It and this is true in Mary Poppins as a hardworking mean man who has to undergo some redemption because it's a movie. It's a story. Her father didn't go undergo a redemption because it's not always how it works for people. Some people are born mean, stay mean, and die mean. But that doesn't work in books. Somebody has to learn a lesson.
0: Right, there has to be an overarching
1: theme. But like, and this is the thing, is Walt Disney's like, I'm gonna save Mr. Banks. You're saving Mr. Banks from yourself. You're saving him from Bradley Whitford. You're saving him from Dom Jagardi or whatever his name is. Oh my god,
0: Bradley Whitford. Yeah, he's a screenwriter. That's who he is.
1: Yeah, Bradley Whitford and uh, Jason Schwartzman and B.J. Novak.
0: B.J. Novak, like... He did great in this film. I have nothing against his performance. B.J. Novak I is just, an awful actor. All I see is B.J. Novak.
1: All I see is Tom Hanks, though.
0: No, I don't see Tom... No, H- all I, I see is all time. I
1: hear is Tom Hanks. I'm like, this is Tom Hanks playing Tom Hanks.
0: No, no, no. I actually... I didn't know what Disney sounded like. I'd never heard, a, like, his voice. I thought Tom Hanks really did a good job with it.
1: I mean, Disney sounds much more like he's from the 40s. Well, because he was. Because he was. <laughs> he has much more of the, like, grandstanding, like, Come here, the thing. Come now.
0: Let's talk. I thought it was weird that Disney made, like, the decision to be like, yeah, Walt was a smoker. He just did it behind closed doors. Like, that's the the canon that we reveal from all this. And that's the
1: thing is, like, they make some wild, like, things about, like, you you see the scene where Disney realizes that he's an arrogant jackass. And, like, not everybody wants to go to Walt Disney World with Walt Disney. Yeah. Like, like, it is a realization moment for him. Where he realizes that not everybody loves him.
0: Yes. I, pff, man, that moment where the limo pulls into the park and Walt is standing there. That's cool.
1: Oh, yeah. I That was a cool moment. That's cool. I would like to do that. <laughs> I would go to Disney
0: World with Tom Hanks. Yeah. I would, I would go do that.
1: anywhere with Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
0: laughs> I would go, yeah, just about anywhere I would, with I would Tom love
1: Hanks. to go somewhere a lot less like where I could just like have a conversation with Tom Hanks. Like if I was going to pick... If I was going to pick a set from a Tom Hanks movie, I would much prefer, like, the park in Forrest Gump. Not Terminal? No. What is Terminal?
0: It's where Tom Hanks is stuck in an airport terminal.
1: There's so many Tom Hanks movies.
0: There is. Yeah. Not Cast Away. You don't want to be stuck on an island with Tom Hanks for four years? No. There are worse people to be stuck on an island with. There even. are,
1: but Tom Hanks... I feel like Tom Hanks would hate me at the end of it. I would get <laughs> on Tom Hanks' nerves.
0: <laughs> You're like, stop asking me questions about Big. <laughs> Build a fire, you idiot. You're
1: so young. But, like, if I... If I die... And heaven is like the first thing I see is Tom Hanks sitting on a bench in a white sport coat. I, I'd be okay with that. And you just like before
0: you get to go to heaven, you have to listen to Forrest Gump. The no, just, just like... like
1: just like Tom Hanks. Not, not as Forrest Gump, but h- him just d- d- sitting there and being like, sit down, let's talk about things.
0: Being like, you're my favorite deputy. He's just like,
1: he's the guy that you meet to like tell you that you died. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine going to heaven and Tom Hanks telling you you don't even run the police department? <laughs> you're second in line.
1: <laughs> you're my favorite deputy. <laughs> have you you're seen? Have you seen any single second of The Good Place?
0: I've seen most of the pilot.
1: Okay. But yeah, like, so he he would be the Ted Danson character that, like, welcomes you to heaven. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you you, you pop up, his, but instead of his office, I mean, it could be an office, too. Like, if I walk into an office, and I, if I wake up sitting in a waiting room, and, like, Tom Hanks opens the door, and it's just like, Ethan Edchill, come on in. <laughs> and he sits down, and it's just like, so
0: you're dead. Sorry, man. What would be the first question? Would you be like, can you say the Woody things? <laughs> 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 can you? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Can you say there's a snake
1: in my boot? Tom Hanks strikes me as one of those guys that has never gotten tired of being asked to say the Woody things, though.
0: I I feel like people don't do it enough. It doesn't come up often enough because there's so many iconic Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's the
1: thing, is everybody has their and and I've had this thing before is like I don't necessarily know that when face to face with Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, that I would even remember that he's Woody.
0: No, I wouldn't. Woody would not come first. It would not be the first thing that came to mind. Forrest Gump didn't come to mind first either. When you said Gump, I was like,
1: Oh yeah, Tom Hanks. Because he's such a brilliant portrayer of characters. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I, I'm saying about this, though, is we're starting to get into the realm of like Tom Hanks doesn't remind me of famous characters he's playing. Famous people are starting to remind me of Tom Hanks. <laughs> like, I saw an like, honest to God picture of Fred Rogers recently and was like, that's not right. That's not Tom <laughs> Hanks. That's not Tom Hanks. But so we're starting to get into the problem where like Tom Hanks is in all these biopics of like famous white dudes and they're just sort yeah. of all the same.
0: <laughs> that's the
1: idea. That's the grand scheme that that Hollywood's putting on us this whole time. Is that one think, day, one day Tom Hanks is gonna we're gonna star in some movie, and it's literally just gonna be him in a white room yelling "White people suck" for three hours. I just feel You're like all Tom the Hanks. Season your chicken.
0: Vic- what a victory for Disney for Tom Hanks to be Walt Disney, and then a few short years later be Fred Rogers, and then when he was Jackie Robinson in '42. I mean, that's just. <laughs> that was Chadwick Boschman. What happened? Why did you get all quiet? I didn't put that together until you just said that. What?
1: That that was Chadwick Boseman. It was. Yeah, I mean, I saw 42, like, the minute it came out or whatever, and then I saw Black Panther. I was, like, a different person by that point.
0: Oh, yeah. No, for so sure. so many
1: changes that happened in my life, <laughs> and I have not seen 42 since then. The only thing I remember at 42 is that, what's his name, Lucas Black?
0: I've never seen it. No idea.
1: Yeah, no, you know, you know who I'm talking about, Sean from Tokyo Drift. Yes. He's in it.
0: He's also an NCIS
1: and, and it's he only plays one dude the whole time and it's just like the whole time he's on screen in 42 I don't I'm taken out of the biopic thing and he's just sitting there going like steel bass what do you mean bass
0: <laughs> drift king just don't wreck Mona this has come up every week for like a month and a half now <laughs>
1: Next month, the month of May, all we're doing is covering Lucas Black movies.
0: I'd be cool with that. We'll
1: do Forty Two and uh Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift and Friday Night Lights. Is he
0: in Friday Night Lights? And
1: Sling Blade. Those are the four. Yeah. He's the like the lead. Oh, I didn't know. He's that. the quarterback.
0: I know that Never Back Down. Is the same movie as Tokyo Drift.
1: Is that also Lucas Black? No. I was going to say, you can't tell me that's also.
0: No, that kid. Who was that? You know, now I don't that you know. Bring it it up. was
1: Jamin Hansu.
0: Yeah, it was definitely Jamin Hansu. No doubt about that.
1: But yeah. Never give up. 42, Never Tokyo buy. Drift, uh, Friday Night Lights, and Sling Blade. That's a great month of bacon and eggs right there. That are tied together there is Lucas Black. That's his name, right?
0: Uh. Hold on, Sean Ferris played Jake Tyler. Yeah, Lucas Black, yeah.
1: This man, I'll tell you what, holy crap. The more this guy ages, the more I realize that we're gonna get an awesome Peyton Manning movie out of Lucas Black here in a couple years. (laughs) Call, like, the Sheriff's Last Ride or something. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) His. Headshot. What is this photograph of Lucas Black? Yes, <laughs> he's got like a twenty-seven head.
0: No, he's like, what's he holding? I don't know. On IMDb, his headshot. I, I didn't. I wasn't on IMDb.
1: I just Googled him. Oh, oh, we could do Furious Seven. Why would we do Furious Seven? <laughs> because he's in it, right? But like, <laughs> there's a different Fast and Furious yeah. movie that stars him. That's the one that we like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fast in february see you next february no i think we probably should do actually black history month next february yeah. that would be smart but well, we could do jackie robinson or 42
1: uh he's holding a baseball i think something no maybe not i don't know what it is but yeah he was the kid in sling blade he was the quarterback in friday night lights which is i think my favorite football movie that isn't remember the titans
0: I was about to say wait well, that's that's wait not a
1: minute. that's not just a football movie though that's a, that's a way of life movie although friday night lights is really good it's it's, t- it's a toughie Man, when uh, Tim McGraw starts beating him up, that's that's a tough one. Tim McGraw is in Friday Night Lights? Tim McGraw plays the drunk asshole dad. And then he was in The Blind Side as like the wholesome... The, the really nice football Chick-fil-A dad. fil
0: yeah. owning dad yeah. yeah what the heck no he's a yum foods guy right he's got taco bells yeah
1: so yeah, yeah no in friday night lights tim mcgraw plays the dad and like his son is the running back that has to go in after the main running back hurts himself and he fumbles the ball and so the dad who he gets home and the dad's drinking like vodka or i'm uh, not pro- probably moonshine now that i realize i thinking back about later because he's drinking out of a milk jug
0: <laughs> yeah that's shy figured that
1: one out <laughs> just now haven't seen that movie <laughs> in like 15 years not 15. But, yeah, and he's drinking drinking moonshine out of this milk jug, and he gets home, and the dad's like, he, the kid's like, hey, we won the game. And dad's like, you fumbled the ball. And he, like, puts the ball in his son's hand. He's like, hold on to the ball. And starts, like, duct-taping the football to this kid, and then just, like, swinging on him. I
0: don't like that at that's all.
1: That's a tough one, man. It's Tim McGraw. Kid,
0: it's really weird. That kid went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. That's the same Tim McGraw, right? There's not just yeah, some, like... Yeah, that's the
1: same. It's the same Tim McGraw
0: okay from like,
1: like from the blind side and like flicka
0: right but the but also the country music star also
1: the country music star yeah
0: Okay, because when I think of the video for Live Like You Were Dying, that's a different dude. Than the blind side? I mean, I know it's It was it's like 10 years not. earlier. Yeah, it's obviously
1: not. But, but like when I think of it. I haven't seen the video for Live Like You Were Dying. Do you know why I started listening to country music? I'll tell you what, this doesn't look like Tim McGraw, honestly. This looks like a guy that sells used cars.
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me pull it up.
1: But he's wearing baref- he's barefoot wearing bootcut jeans with a black, cowboy- black leather cowboy hat and a white button up that is way too far unbuttoned. Well, you
0: know how Tim McGraw does it. Oh my God. That's Tim McGraw. The way that like that screen just popped up and disappeared, <laughs> the live reaction to the Tim McGraw music video. This is the most cringy thing I've ever seen. And this made me cry every time it came on CMT when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, cause it was like 2004. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is a different dude. I mean, I know it's not, but it is. Uh, you know why I started listening to country music? No. One of the first videos I ever saw was Brad Paisley's Little Moments or Live for Little Moments or whatever the song is. Yeah. And uh when it when I saw it, my family was really into Survivor and I thought Brad Paisley looked like Jeff Probst. So <laughs> Nice. I can I continue to watch country music television
1: that's cool it's a I mean would story watch,
0: I would watch the top 20 countdown every week oh same yeah 100% where, where did this like phase of our life come from and where did it go
1: um I came so I, for me I was I used to go over to my grandma's house after school uh-huh. and I don't know I just like turned the TV on and it was at the exact same time that MTV would be playing their like top 40 countdown mm-hmm. and then they would go and do something else afterward because it's MTV and then it, I would change over to CMT because I was like I want to watch more music videos and I didn't care what it was I just knew that after that CMT was going to play music videos
0: and that's how you got into top 20 countdown that's
1: how i got into country music yeah i remember it because it was uh it was days go by i think by keith urban that got me into it
0: yeah that was right around that time yeah
1: it was either that or it was some Jason Aldean song. I also
0: remember, uh, you remember the song, I couldn't tell the Am- artist. It was Amarillo Sky. No, Amarillo Sky was after, because Hicktown came out before Amarillo Sky.
1: Yeah, it was It was. The, it was the same record, though. That was like, that would have been uh, the see, same I,
0: couple months. In my brain, Hicktown was years before Amarillo Sky.
1: No, Hicktown was Jason Aldean's first song. As a banger, still a banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we let it rip. He's still got some bangers, for sure. I, I, remember Redneck Woman,
0: I remember Redneck Woman by Gretchen Wilson. I remember, uh, oh, what is the artist? I got to find out. One of my favorite music videos. It was the first time I like listened to a song by a female artist, and I was like, I love this. And that was like a huge revelation for young Tyler. Uh, what is the name of the song? If I'm quiet, the listeners don't know that it took me a while to find it. Suds in the Bucket by Sarah Evans. I knew
1: you were going to say that somehow. That legitimately was like, as soon as I finished chewing, I was going to say, was it suds in the bucket? I don't know <laughs> but why.
0: But I, I needed the artist. I couldn't possibly share that tidbit without having the artist right.
1: Yeah, he left the suds in the bucket and the clothes hanging out on the line. Well, she did. She did. That's my, what I meant.
0: Dirk's Bentley has a song where he picks up a girl and his dad and her dad shoots his truck and that's just yeah, it's like
1: a banger though <laughs> as like, just part of the antics but so that was that's the wild thing about country music is that like they're all just comedy songs well no 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 so like when i first started getting to country music it's like i remember the second keith urban album i remember the first Jason now album the first irks bentley album the first like all of these famous people like i remember like the second blake shelton album they were just they were they were like the second tier of like country music people yeah. for like the entire time i listened to country music because then you had like the people that were super famous and then i stopped listening to country music for like six years and i came back and like everybody had just leveled up
0: yeah and you had like new people but then i was like brooks and Dunn just to. doesn't put out albums anymore right
1: they still tour
0: <laughs> they don't they have a show in vegas oh well whatever yeah with reba
1: <laughs> but it's like now you, and then you, you you know luke bryan would come in to people like that but then you still have you had like luke bryan opening for jason aldean and i'm like what happened none of I you don't have think left that would happen now would not happen now.
0: Jason Aldean would be lucky to be in the same room as Luke Bryan.
1: Luke Bryan wrote good directions for Billy Currington, and Billy Currington would be yeah, would be lucky to be in the same room as Luke Bryan now. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Billy Currington is my all-time favorite live country performance.
1: That's wild. I have never seen Billy
0: Currington. He opened for carrie Underwood. I believe it. Yeah, he he's never. Also, had I one. mean Carrie Underwood might be my favorite live country performance. She might be my favorite country artist. She's amazing. I've seen Dierks
1: Bentley twice. That dude puts on a show. Oh, I believe it. That country dude York. puts on a show. I he, can't. Brought, he brought a whole plane out on stage. <laughs> I just don't think
0: I can go to a country concert anymore. I don't out, think I can be in that audience.
1: It came out in like a pilot's uniform with like skin tight pilot pants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That dude has fun. No doubt about that. Durs Bentley?
1: Oh, sure. That dude is... In a a couple years, they're going to be like, Durs Bentley has had a major drinking problem for the last 25 (laughs) years. I'm going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. I know. Because that dude on stage is... Hammered so saving mr. Banks. We've got Tom
0: Hanks. Do you would you would you when you met Tom Hanks in heaven? Would you be like do the Disney thing? No, no so I do so like
1: I did. I don't see him as Walt Disney I see him as Tom Hanks with a mustache I don't I don't particularly think he nailed it. Maybe there's not that much to nail about Walt Disney and Walt Disney Was just like a rich white dude or maybe Tom is, Hanks is just similar to Walt Disney I didn't feel like he was playing much of a character.
0: I had a different experience. Mm. I really felt like he he was putting it on a show.
1: I guess I think that's what Tom Hanks is like all the time.
0: I, not the voice, though. The voice was different. No, it's not. Yeah, it was. That was a was Tom like a... Hanks voice. No, there was like a whole thing, too. Because I remember the first there, time I watched it, I was like... There may be a little bit of an
1: accent. I don't know what accent Tom Hanks has. Kind of like DiCaprio, where like I've heard him play so many different accents. But, like I don't know that he knows what he sounds like anymore. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love DiCaprio. You want to talk about something? If you go to heaven and DiCaprio is sitting there, are you like like how does that conversation go down?
1: Are you like eat the bear? Oh no, I'd be I'd be so jazzed. I'd be like you. There are a few actors I am more prepared to talk to about their catalog of films. <laughs> <laughs> like, do the thing where you flick the money at the FBI agents. Do that.
0: I was like, wow, DiCaprio,
1: you're in a lot of movies I like, man. Like, a lot of them, like a bunch.
0: He's like, yeah, after I, Titanic, I really felt like my career took off. And that's when you're like, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I talked to DiCaprio about Titanic. I don't think particularly think that he's the problem with Titanic.
0: Is it the boat shit sinking? It's like, we got this great love story. No. All, it's- all of a sudden, you got this weird man versus element problem. What is that? I, Tarantino's I, Titanic I, is. I will. Oh God! Titanic. Don't
1: even start. That would be so cool. <laughs> Titanic makes it. <laughs> Titanic. Okay, so here's Tarantino. I got it. I got it. Okay, here's Tarantino's Titanic. Titanic hits an iceberg, is repaired on the sea, makes it all the way to New York. But on board was Archduke Franz Ferdinand Ooh. and gets killed in the iceberg incident. But the 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 Serbs insist that it was it was homicide, and that's what kicks off World War One. Got it tarantino's titanic or france ferdinand just survives maybe but that'd be like that would have to be a movie about france ferdinand though just like it would kind of be weird for france ferdinand to be on the titanic hey siri when did france ferdinand die 1914 so that would just be a weird a weird romp about france ferdinand sailing to new york i mean they would would
0: defeat the iceberg by like shooting the iceberg maybe the Lusitania rams
1: into the iceberg to save titanic (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Sam Jackson would be like, I've had it with these motherfucking ice cubes in this motherfucking northern ocean.
1: Yeah, it would be really wild to have Samuel L. Jackson on board the Titanic as a black person.
0: <laughs> I think that they would just, they, they would explain that away.
1: Oh, for sure. They, they just wouldn't talk about it. There would be one scene where somebody would be like, are we gonna... Everybody's like... Mm. <clears throat> <clears throat> he, no, here's the thing. We put him in the wig and the dress and he plays the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh
0: now we're getting and now somewhere. we're on
1: to something. I'm gonna call Quentin Tarantino. <laughs>
0: call it the Quentin Tarantino Tannic.
1: <laughs> Quentin Tarantino Tannic. It would just be I think it would be like Titanic exclamation point.
0: I'm ready for this film.
1: Or we get the people that made airplane to make Titanic exclamation point. I don't think they're still around, are they? I have no idea. I don't keep track of the Zucker Brothers bj novak is such a bad actor yeah he's not a good actor. he's not a good actor but he's just like i guess he he's in stuff like because he writes it
0: yeah i think it's like the lin manuel thing
1: i would prefer lin manuel to be in this
0: lin manuel the songwriter for mary poppins could have played
1: could have played robert sherman for sure can we talk about jason swartzman playing a character named richard sherman like the football player like the football player (laughs) That just makes me yeah. laugh. I don't know. What There's nothing like- to really say about it. It just makes me laugh because I can't, like, not think about Richard Sherman. I'm most
0: of the time, if you ask me, like, what's going through my head, I'm thinking about I'm Richard thinking Sherman. I'm thinking
1: about that interview that Richard Sherman gave where he was like, you go put me on a sorry ass receiver like Crabtree?
0: Well, Crabtree's a heck of a receiver. He's not, though. He's helped my fantasy team more than once. I can tell you that. Not that I've had any luck in fantasy since my rookie year.
1: <laughs> um, true. Yeah, same. But no, great cast. Bradley Whitford just brings joy to every movie he's in. Yeah. Love that guy.
0: So, how many of the songs that they sing in the movie end up in the in the other movie? Like all of them. Oh,
1: yeah? Yeah. No, no, I don't had no idea. Yeah, they, they just take like the songs. How do you take your tea, the, the, Ethan? The, the 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 scene I loved most in this movie is when he says one of them says the line about like the constable is responsible and she's like responsible isn't a word and he's like, "Well, I made it up." And she goes, "Unmake it up." And then he tucks super catch calif- calfragilintixpialodocious <laughs> behind it. <laughs> I, yeah, I Behind thought that was it so just funny. like, oh god,
0: <laughs> this is not gonna go well.
1: That was great. I was like, this made me laugh. Genuinely loved this one.
0: Yeah, that was a good moment. I, you know, I didn't hate this movie, no. and I think that Disney has like cemented their legacy. But I also feel like it's important for somebody. What is truth anyway? Right? So many sides to every story, and we've seen the Disney side to this story when the BBC puts out a movie that paints Disney as like just this, just the world, devil, as like literal Hitler. <laughs>
1: I mean like I said she was mad enough about this that in 1996 she altered her will to say that Disney could never touch her books but they can and that's like and a, I read this woman's will today like that is <laughs> that is a that is a fact but that's, like, a British will. That
0: doesn't have, like, standing it here does, in the States. It does,
1: because Disney lost a court case. Oh. Yeah, in, like, 2004, about royalties.
0: Related to Mary Poppins?
1: Mm-hmm. I guess they owed the estate royalties and didn't want to pay it, because they felt like they had rights that they didn't have. So it had to be examined by courts in, like, 2004. It also it had something to do with the musical adaptation as well, because, like, Disney tried to stop Cameron McIntosh from making the musical, even though he had rights. Which, she was so mad at Disney and the way that they... Did her movie that she was like, she didn't want Cameron McIntosh, the famous British musical producer, who only uses British people to do British things, was like, she was like, nah, I don't want to do this.
0: I feel like, you know, you have one bad egg, Do you go back again. If Sorcerer's Stone was really that bad, do you think JK would have been right, like, But it's, yeah, not, it's not
1: you having a bad egg and then Ori more eggs... It's you had a bad egg, and then another egg shows up at your door, and is like, "I'm a really good egg. Trust me." <laughs> I'm the egg I would you've always. I would wanted. love to. I'm the egg you wanted. <laughs> I'm a hen. Please tell me to please tell me that I can make your movie into a stage musical. Please, I will win so many awards. Thank you. It ha- it is a stage musical, right? You can see Mary Poppins on stage. Yeah, because Cameron McIntosh won that battle. Oh, okay. not battle. She yeah. she eventually signed it over oh. in 1994, and then Disney held him for 10 years. Is Be- it
0: the same music? so surely it must be
1: yeah but that was a caveat to it is that the sherman brothers were not allowed to write new nor anybody related to him was allowed to write new music for the stage musical somebody else had to do it so she hated those songs specifically let's go fly a kite really yeah which i love those songs i love that movie i have no problem with how disney ended up making the movie i I think that i've read the first two books but it's been a long time but i remember them being strange good but wouldn't have made a fantastical magic realism children's movie.
0: Is Mary Poppins magic in the book? She must be, right? She yeah. like an umbrella. F- yeah. yeah. Spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. She slides up the staircase.
1: Or the- she slides up the banister so the music goes up. You know, it's clever. It's, it's a I'm clever. I'm sure thing Bob Sherman went to his grave if he is dead, being like, you know, I stand by that one. <laughs> I, I it's a good song. The There's good songs. It's a good musical. We should watch it sometime.
0: Well,. What are you doing this week? Is it long? It must be long. They're all long.
1: I don't know if it's long. Uh, I, I, truthfully, I've not seen it in, like I said, fifteen years, and all movies back then were long. Were they? I thought they were all short. I would have thought. No, what? Not when. Sorry, when I was ten, movies were long. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like a, it not was like, like an undertaking. Not like movies used to be shorter. Just like all movies were long to me because I was a child. Oh my God! Do you know how long Mary Poppins is? Two hours and nineteen minutes. Look at yes. that. Yes. <sighs> A lot happens. They have to go to like, they have to go to like an acid trip fantasy world where they jump into some shock.
0: I've seen Chalk Zone. Those episodes were 22 minutes long.
1: Okay. So it's like five episodes of Chalk Zone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Chalk Zone. That Mary was the story.
1: 1964. That... Rotten Tomatoes critic score 100%. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> I, not, I, I would like... not have thought it was 100%.
0: Well, it's everybody that reviews. I don't imagine we have reviews from 64 in there. So like every review is yeah, it's, it's a, it's on, out of 50 It's a nostalgia review. Uh,
1: let's see. Yeah, It looks like a lot of them reviewed it when the <sighs> sequel came out. Yeah. But you get... So a lot of these are from like 2001, which had to have been articles being reviews being posted from old magazine yeah maybe
0: did this have like a re theatrical release it must have
1: so bob bosley crowther who reviewed it for the new york times Stop reviewing movies in 1964. What did he say? About Mary Poppins? Yeah. He said, I find it irresistible. Plenty of other adults will feel the same way. And needless to say, so will the kids. Well, there you go.
0: A golden film. Uh, That's
1: Bosley Crowther of the
0: New York Times. If only we could find a golden finch. Yeah, I don't know. Just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. I couldn't believe... So, Ethan, this was the first week where we've done our new system of, like, allowing listeners to choose films. I was genuinely surprised when they chose this movie. Now, of course, it is still a minority victory because there's four options and this i think got like 37 percent. i'm I'm
1: surprised that you're surprised i don't know i I
0: guess i just don't i don't know what they want so we're doing this Uh, for what a month i think we're gonna do this for a month okay and we maybe we'll do
1: mary poppins next week
0: are you gonna put mary poppins on the on the on the list because i've never seen i'd like to put the one that replaces this movie i would like to be uh at least something i haven't seen which mary poppins i have not seen oh, the, we're other keeping the movies, whole same
1: list see that was
0: what i was thinking was it was like an elimination where like because i want to f- review all four of those movies
1: i mean I, well. I think that we will get to all four of those movies at some point there are enough people that ask us every month through the social network for some reason and also like we're going to review silver linings and we're going to review the matrix
0: the, the Matrix. The,
1: the the arc of history is long and bends toward us eventually covering at least the first matrix movie
0: yeah because it's iconic but if we do mary poppins next week then that becomes our a new oldest film
1: it does and I, I would guarantee you that if we put regular mary og mary poppins mary poppins diesel on the list out of those <laughs> four it will win
0: yeah i think especially after this review and especially after this particular commentary but if you want to vote for the movie that we review each week ethan and i put a list up on twitter you can follow Tweeter. us on twitter at bacon and eggs pod um Before we go on any further, Ethan, and this is a little late in the episode to be doing this, but I want to make sure that we get it done before the episode is over. We do have a super shout out. I'm going to read it. Hang on. Pause. Pause. Pause.
1: Okay. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: This super shout out comes from Julia, who has already DM'd us about Titanic this week uh, and says, Hey guys, I just want to tell you that y'all are awesome. I'm so glad to be able to support you and know you both. Your podcast was my introduction into podcasts, and I can't tell you how many I now listen to because of y'all. Thank you for being so supportive and just A plus individuals. Love you both, and don't forget to wash your hands. Also, Amelia says hi.
1: I forgot to wash my hands. What? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't forget to wash my hand. I also just like having, I, I did go outside today. It was beautiful out.
0: Oh, wait a minute. We have a second one. Do we? We have a second one from Ethan Edgehill.
1: Oh, that was me testing the system because Julia said it was broken.
0: From Ethan Edgehill, the message is as follows. (laughs) But.
1: That's true. I paid $25 to the system and then accidentally and then refunded myself. (laughs) So order 00001 (laughs) is the word. But But. (laughs) turns out it was broken because um, we incorporated and stripe found out about it and was like um this is not the right number for this hmm. well there you go if you Signed want a super shout out it. you if you want a super
0: shout out you can go to wbne.org and in the top right of the screen there's a button that says super shout outs and you can sign up for one for this show or any of the other shows on wbne.org and we'll read
1: your message to the people of the world to the people of the world, world. that's true. a great way and to sp- we won't say butts afterward
0: no we won't say butts unless you write butts if you write butts I'll butts
1: first person to buy a super shadow that just says the word butts gets a sticker congratulations
0: you get this sticker it's a camp bacon and egg sticker it's got your name on it well it's got the word butts on it i'll send it to you
1: <laughs> camp butts and eggs
0: <laughs> Ew! i don't like that cute
1: <laughs> what was the command it was was unicorn store really last week can you believe it the world has spun that doesn't seem possible so many
0: but times since last say, week
1: the first person to buy a super shout out and say horse mortgage also gets a sticker <laughs> can i get a horse mortgage in the chat that's our next t-shirt <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so anyway a super shout outs available at WBNE.org. get yours today WBNE. what else is there to say eggs
1: about this movie just you know not just in general lot. anything else you want to share with the world i don't know i talked to your dad's podcasting class today i've heard yeah on you, how to be you, a podcaster you... and how to monetize your podcast what i did not say was tell people to say butts
0: no well didn't no give him worked. that advice next time
1: next time how have you been tyler how are you hanging in there Saw your I'm new good, fence. Man. It
0: looks awesome. Thank you. I've been working really hard I didn't, I didn't work on the fence at all. I was gonna say
1: you paid somebody. <laughs> to a person.
0: Uh but yeah, the fence is great. The uh the the wife is great, the baby's great, Olivia is awesome. Uh, bagels is coming along quite nicely. I played Dungeons and Dragons for the first time this week. I played it you with did. you. It was so I much fun. I loved it. I love I cannot wait to play again. I have your I'm initiative to- order sitting right here. Look at that. Oh, because we're in the middle of combat right now.
1: Yep. We are in the middle of combat right now. <laughs> well, that's dangerous. Against a big old
0: skeleton. Skeleton. Big old skelly, skeleton. Skelly. Skelly. The big man. skeleton.
1: I maintain this. The big skeleton rolled very badly on his initiative and all of his attack rolls. Well, you know, such is, such is apparently my life. No, but you got a boss fight coming up. Not against the big I thought, skeleton. I thought this was the boss fight. Nope. That's a mini boss, dog. Oh,
0: uh, well, see? Now you're spoiling it. You can't spoil no, the I'm game. No, I'm not.
1: I'm very, right. very proud of what I cooked up for the boss fight.
0: Well, I am excited to have the boss fight. But before we get to the boss fight, let's wrap up Bacon and Eggs and Movie Lovers podcast with new episodes available every Thursday and Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and on Spotify.
1: And if you want to hear me Which talk is, more about Dungeons & Dragons, you can listen to Late to the Party also every Monday. If you want to listen to me talk
0: about... Uh, relationships and babies you can listen to bagels available every sunday
1: that'll be a great episode of, of bagels when you let me dm a one shot for you and emily
0: i'm trying to get her to play i really am working on it
1: i think that'd be fun she would she'd be great at it i agree you should get olivia to play
0: <laughs> i like they do send emails that are like get your children to play and i would love to do that that well, would be so fun
1: i mean she at this point she would probably just like swallow the dice <laughs> which would be bad baby bad yeah bad well, i don't baby. think she would yeah they're digestible, right? Dice? Yeah. They're not Just even go... biodegradable. No. Well, <laughs> they know. are like hard plastic. So, how are you, Ethan? I'm good, man. I'm good. Staying blessed, staying alive. I don't know. I mean, I'm in quarantine. I'm doing as well as anybody can be expected to be doing right now.
0: I, Ethan, I think we should wrap the podcast because I have no idea what we're saying anymore. I feel like we're just
1: like, okay, so wrap the podcast.
0: <laughs> okay, so Bacon and Eggs is a production of WBNE with owners of WBNE. If you like this show and you want to listen to others like it, we've talked about a couple of them. There's a bunch of really good ones over on WBNE.org. You should really check out this week. Um, Sincerely, us, because you like musicals and you like Mary Poppins and San- you like Mary Clearly
1: us. Us. Doesn't rhyme as well.
0: You know what they should do? They should sing the intro or the, the, the ad. Let's see if we can get them to do that before we put this slot in. We're not gonna get them to do.
1: That. I'm on it. Dear listener, today's gonna be a good day, and here's why. Because today we're headed to Broadway. Are we? Okay, maybe not, but we're talking about Broadway. I'm Becca. And I'm Eni and we host Sincerely Us, a podcast for the casual musical theater fan. We discuss everything from strong female characters, to Ben Platt, to individual shows, to Ben Platt, <laughs> to act one finales and everything in between. We even have a few experts on to talk about their expertise in the realm of musical theater. It's an easygoing show for every theater fan. No experience required. Listen every Wednesday at WBNE.org or Wherever you get podcasts.
0: It's not a Disney fan cast, I promise so you should listen to sincerely us it's a really good podcast and music for this show is by andrew scott bell if you need music for your podcast or your short film or your long film or any film at all or you just want music you can always email andrew at andrew scott dot something i don't know it's in the description below you're not gonna like type it out from what i say anyway his info is in the description below and if you need artwork for your podcast or you need a character drawn for your D game or you need uh just a, a a fancy graphic that makes you feel good and you put it on the header of your website uh you should definitely talk to Vashon Brandon. Uh, you can email him and his link is in the description as well. Also, uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Sticker Mule. Uh, they are the service that we use for our stickers. We are extremely, extremely, extremely proud of the stickers that they make. Uh, they're extremely high quality. We send them out to our listeners uh, periodically. They're, they're really nice. Um, and if you want to use them and if you have a design that you want to make stickers out of, you can absolutely do that. Uh, the link for a $10 off coupon is in the description down below. You should definitely use them. They run sales all the time. They are really easy to work with. They make a high quality product and I just really love everything about them and I'm really excited to be promoting their product. Here's Uh, the thing about
1: Sticker Mule. You can get so many stickers with Sticker Mule that you will never have sticker choice paralysis ever again. Because if you have 400 copies of the same sticker, you can stick them on whatever you want.
0: Oh, I know. I've got the From WB&E sticker. It like keeps showing up on things. I've got it on my desk. I've got it on my phone case. I've got it on my laptop and I've got it on my Chromebook and I've got... I don't have it on my iPad. But my iPad has camp bacon and eggs. So I was Uh, about
1: to go on tour right before all this nonsense hit. And so I ordered 200 Ethan Edgehill photography stickers from Sticker Mule. mm Mm-hmm and to just to give out to stick places to be a general vandal and miscreant with and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah i still have 200 of them (laughs) just in a box chilling they're great love them they look fantastic they were a logo drawn by vishon brandon but haven't got to stick them on anything yet really looking forward to that day when i can stick one of those bad boys on something and I'm not gonna stick a sticker on the back of my iPad. You heathen. On the back of
0: your i what? iPad? Uh well I have two stickers actually on the back of my iPad. Yeah, you know, the back Fun of my fact. iPad
1: looks like the back of an iPad.
0: Yeah, I have two. Uh, this was my sticker paralysis. This was my New Year's resolution, and I've I am succeeding.
1: You choose wrong though. You put stickers on your iPad. Look at it's such a beautiful This is a device you have to touch. You have you yeah. like, hold it.
0: I know. Uh, hold on.
1: Let me see if I can get my stickers out.
0: I got it, it's in its case right now, so you can't even see him.
1: Hey, 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 buddy. Hey, guy. Hey, pal friend. Yeah. Mr. Dude, why didn't you put him in the case, my guy? Like, uh. Because th- this case wasn't
0: on it then, although I probably will do a can't bacon and eggs on the case. The can't bacon and Eggs sticker is my favorite sticker we've ever done. I
1: don't know what happened to the ones I stole from you. The night I came over to play Munchkin,
0: I will get you more of them. Uh, I, I don't mind doing another order of them. They are genuinely my favorite. Yeah, no, sticker they're great. We yeah, we should do them. Um,
1: I also definitely promised your dad that camp bacon and eggs is going to be a real thing. So we need to get on that for whenever this ends.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of. I put a skewer in it for now. Yeah, no, I don't for know sure, you heard. <laughs> for sure.
1: Yeah, there's no no public gatherings anywhere, ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's kind of where heard. I'm at with that I did one. heard,
0: yeah. Um, but I think that's everything that I need to share in terms of the show. Uh, oh God, Bacon
1: and you are going to think I'm serious, and they're probably having anxiety over this right now. Now I feel really bad. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, I just saw your text messages because uh, I have my iPad out now. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to Bacon and Eggs. Sincerally it's been a fun episode. If you want to vote on next week's episode, of course, follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at Bacon and Eggs Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram for other updates. But otherwise, I will see you again on Monday. Did I break you? No, I'm here. What happened? I don't know. I said, otherwise I'll see you again on Monday. And then you were doing an air horn noise.
1: Well, you said it in like a, like a, I'll see you again on Monday. Like you were leading into something and then you just didn't. Oh. And and then you looked to your left and then the light went away. And I was like, what is going on?
0: Nope, nothing happened to me.
1: I thought you just like stopped breathing or something. I am still alive. Cool. Anyway, this has been Bacon and Eggs. I've been Ethan Edge Hillese with Tyler Carlin. Until next time, arrivederci.
0: A man must shave for to spare his daughter's cheeks.